Welcome to Wildly Tarot, a weekly tarot podcast offering messages, medicine, and magic for the people. Hello, everyone. This is Wild Lee of Wild Fempire stepping in here. This is the first live. I am committing to doing a live every Monday from noon till whenever it unravels. Um, PST. So if you are here, if you're joining, please say hello. Please let me know that you are here. This is in celebration of Uh, My business, Changing Shape, stepped into Wild Vampire, stepping away a little bit further from Wildly Tarot. Tarot is still always a piece of my work. It is the backbone of my divination process. And mm, Great Mystery is leading me towards something new, something different, something more specific and that is the wild vampire. And so what I would like to introduce into the field today, whether you're watching me on Instagram or in my private Facebook group, Wild Vampire, which I would love to invite you into, I want to begin the conversation around something that I've been unraveling within myself over the last decade or so. And this is the concept of our own personal domestication. And it's a really, really uncomfortable thing to talk about. It's been really uncomfortable to step into this consideration for myself. And yet it seems like the most potent thing that is present in my life at this time is this concept of being domesticated, of coming into a truth, into a knowing that we might be present in a system that through many generations of making choices that maybe are not in the best and highest for human beings, we have become complicit in our own domestication. (laughs) And I'm just gonna invite you to feel into that word with me. Hello, please say hello as you step in. I really appreciate, I really appreciate your time and spending your precious energy taking in what I am thinking and feeling in this moment. There is a real intimacy in opening up and sharing what is moving through. And I so appreciate you sharing this with me. Yeah, so just really leaning into the discomfort of that word domestication and how this relates to our personal lives and how we show up in the world and the programming that is operating in the back of our mind, in the back of our brains, the way we might be reactively behaving in our lives and not even recognizing 
how these programs have been implanted into our systems. I've really been sitting with this concept of domestication. And as I've watched my children move through the educational system, as I've done my own inner child healing work, to sit with this idea and just get curious, like, oh my, what happens if we, if we put our children ages four and five into environments? What happened to us as we stepped into environments where when we needed to use the restroom, we had to ask for permission to do so, where we weren't allowed to get a drink when our bodies told us we were thirsty? What happens to the brain development of a human animal when we're told our hunger signals are to be ignored and that we should mm, wait for permission? We should wait for someone else in a hierarchy, someone else in authority to tell us when we are able to take care of these basic bodily needs. Mm. Yeah, it feels really, feels really truthful and really apparent to me that if we normalize this systemic way of removing our own autonomy over our bodies and over our ways, our literal body signals as children, then we have all been exposed to a system of domestication that has disconnected us from our bodies, from our own innate wisdom, from our own ability to tune into our bodies and what our bodies are actually giving us as far as data. And so this is a piece of why I am moving my work into Wild Fempire because I believe that the antidote to empire, the antidote to the unwellness that we are witnessing in our society truly lives in the hands of women and gender expansive folks. I believe that these humans hold the key codes that we need collectively to begin thinking in new language, thinking in new ways, and recognizing how we have all been domesticated, how our basic animal bodies have through many generations of choices begun to be used against us. And I'm not saying that there's some evil force doing this on purpose. I can't speak to that. I don't know that to be true. But what I do know is that we are living out the choices of our forebears. And because of the normalization process of these things, of how normalized it is for us to be disempowered from a very young age through our educational system, that we have created several generations of adults that are being called forward to do the work, to re-engage in their own lives, to really find their own empowerment, to step into their own sovereign space 
I, I believe this is what healing truly is about, is doing the work to unravel all of this over-cultural programming that we have been subjected to and to come to a place where we finally, <laughs> after so many years of feeling dissatisfied in our lives or feeling hollow or feeling as though we don't have the capacity or the knowledge to lead our lives in a successful and nourishing way. Many people tend to lean on numbing behaviors, on coping behaviors. We begin to lean on things that are not helpful for us in order to simply continue staying in the race, being a cog in the wheel. Even if it's not for our benefit, there's been so much conditioning and so much programming placed in our minds, weighing heavily on our hearts, that we just want to do the right thing. We just want to, we just want to show up. We want to be seen as good, right? We don't want to be judged. We don't want to be placed in some box in which we feel as though we're being misunderstood. And it's really painful. It's really painful and it's really challenging to do the healing work, to step into the possibility of re-examining, re-examining our lives, re-examining our childhood, re-examining our education, re-examining the belief systems that we have taken for granted that were instilled in us prior to us being actually old enough to give consent to those belief systems. It's a harrowing process in the beginning. It can be overwhelming to the nervous system to begin to understand the truth of our lives, to really lean into the discomfort of the microaggressions and traumas that have occurred our entire life cycle with a system of consequences and shaming and judgment that created a culture in which we are, for the most part, living without full trust in ourselves, without full trust in our bodies. I know through the many people I've worked with, my clients, there is an active level of disconnection from our own intuition and from our own internal sense of guidance. And I believe it's really, really connected to this concept of empire. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for sharing space with me today. This is the first live that I will be doing every Monday at noon as I explore how my work is expanding into Wild Fempire. I'm really feeling the call of being in service to the magnetic to great mystery, to 
this divine guidance system that we all inherently have access to, but that we have been systematically trained out of trusting, systematically trained out of believing that we can actually trust ourselves, that we can actually listen to our own inner wisdom, that we actually have the potentiality to create lives that we love and follow our own curiosities and our own natural inclinations. But it invites in a journey that takes time. It takes time and it takes space and it takes a willingness to really actively engage in our own dismantling process. To be willing to step into the discomfort of looking at the way we have been living our lives. And are we actually actively living our life for ourselves through our own natural curiosity and through our own natural rhythm? Or are we, mm, are we allowing our lives to be lived for us? Are we allowing our lives to be lived for us through the conditioned ways in which we simply react rather than respond? to the stimulus that's in our lives. And this is really the first question, right? This is the first question, the first invitation that I want to seed the field here in this first live together with you is this curiosity of, oh, am I choosing? Am I actively choosing my moments or am I reacting to a set stimulus, a pattern, a habitual way of behaving that has been shown to me as being socially acceptable or correct or the right way to do life? And this can be an interesting and intense inquiry to step into, to take the time to look at every micro choice that we make in our days and in our lives. Do we really want to eat that food that we are placing into our bodies? Do we really want to go to that job that we've been working for many years? Do we just do that because it's associated with the degree we got or because we have a story that says it's the best we could do for ourselves? 
do we really want to engage in making love or are we doing it because we feel it's expected of us? Do we really feel connected in our friendships or do we keep saying yes to activities and engagements because we feel obligated to do so? Mm, yeah, that feels like the seed that I really want to plant here this week to investigate for yourself these two words. And the words are commitment and obligation. Commitment and obligation. First, even just feeling into what those words feel like in your body, in your bones, when you hear them, when you say them in your mind, or even say them out loud, when you have a commitment, there is a softness to it. There is a sense of reciprocity. There is a sense of, I am choosing I'm choosing this. I am committing to this. Whether it's a relationship or a project or a home, a marriage, a child. Commitment has this sensation, this quality of I am choosing to do this. Obligation, on the other hand, when I feel into that word, I begin to feel really stagnant. I feel some stuckness. I feel pressure. I feel as though I don't really have the power to choose how I show up in an obligation. Obligation to me feels like forced servitude a requirement. There's no spaciousness for me to step into obligation from a place of power. So this is my inquiry for you and for myself this week. I really want to invite each of you to lean in to your day today, and if you can, every day this week, and start to notice Try to catch yourself before you pick up whatever that food is, before you say yes to that obligation or that commitment, before you step into your rote, habitual, comfortable ways of showing up in your day-to-day -day life. I'm going to invite you and challenge you and encourage you to step into the possibility of a bit of discomfort and find where your edge is this week between these two words of commitment and obligation. Yeah, it feels really potent to me in my own healing journey and what I offer to my clients and to my people. It feels important 
that I create spaciousness for myself in order to feel into that space between obligation and commitment. It is really, really important to me. And I want to encourage you to consider the importance of spaciousness. Having the space to really feel into your choices, to not be moving through your life with this sense of urgency or obligation, but rather from this spaciousness of choice, of feeling in. And coming back to what I was speaking about in the beginning of this transmission, this concept that we have all experienced some level of domestication in our lives. That through our educational systems and through our family of origin and through the ways in which this overculture has been designed and normalized, that we each individually must actively choose to look at our belief systems and our patterns and do the work to own them, right? To actively make the decision to own our choices, to recognize the ways in which we have simply been reacting rather than being responsive to our lives and to the lives that we influence and to the earth that we influence and to all the ways in which we have impact in the system, in the quantum field, in the ways in which we are all connected. And that because of the culture and I'm speaking here from the United States, from Western culture, from colonized mind, from empire, that it is up to each one of us individually to root out those ways in which we have been so heavily influenced and to make peace with that to make peace with how many times in our lives we have operated from obligation and from this assumption that if it is not socially acceptable, then it's not right. And coming back into our own home rhythm, coming back into our own space of knowing, of trusting ourselves, and this begins with this first curiosity. It begins with this first, this first inspiration of exploring the words obligation versus commitment. And tending to your own Sphere first. I also believe that collectively we are approaching an imminent expansion in consciousness, in humanity. 
there is a major shift happening that is heading our way. And in order to support this, in order to support the paradigm shifting from power over dynamics into power with dynamics, it's inviting each one of us individually as one cell of humanity, as one thread of the dream wave that we are all co-creating together. It is each of our responsibility to lean in and to do our own work so that we can show up, so that we can influence, so that we can amplify this frequency of sovereignty, this frequency of trusting ourselves, trusting our own animal bodies, trusting that life is happening for us, and that our only job, our only job is to continue going inward and rooting out anything that is not congruent with us and then walking that talk and behaving from that space, following our own native curiosity, following what our unique offering to the planet is. And we can't come to that space. We can't come into that empowered way of being without first doing the work to create the space within us, to step into that spaciousness so that we can get clear, so that we can get right with ourselves. Mm. And that all begins with this initial commitment to being responsible in our lives. And I say it that way, not responsible, but responsible, as in owning our own ability to respond to our environment, owning our own ability to be present in our lives and to make choices that are truly congruent with who we are and what our offering to the world is. Hmm. Yeah, and so coming back to this initial idea that I opened this transmission with, I'm going to invite you also this week to lean in to this idea of domestication, to recognize that it is really, really uncomfortable to think about. It invites us to recognize that we are not separate from the natural world around us. We're not. We're animals. We're mammals. We are human animals. And as such, it is possible just consider the possibility 
that our innate biology can be programmed or conditioned and used against us or against our will or perhaps against our own natural rhythms and our own innate truth. Just sitting with that concept, sitting with the intimacy of that, leaning in to whatever sensations arise from this concept. It is quite uncomfortable. I'm just gonna hold that space with you, with myself. It is really, really fucking uncomfortable to consider that not all of the choices I've made in my life came truly through me from a connected, intuitive, empowered place. It's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable to step into our own healing journey and to look at the ways in which we may have been reactively moving in our lives without being empowered and in our own alignment. And that's okay. It's okay, right? It's okay to be uncomfortable. Discomfort is actually a signpost of where our edge lives, of where our growth resides. Being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. Being uncomfortable is actually good. It's kind of the equivalent of the pain signals that our body gives when we are not using our body in the way that they would prefer. And we don't like the pain, we don't prefer the pain, but the pain is a requirement in order to get our attention, to let us know, oh, yeah, right. I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't listening to my body. And so I want to invite you to consider that maybe any discomfort that you might feel mentally or emotionally around this word domestication, around this idea of commitment versus obligation. Perhaps rewriting the story of it, perhaps rewriting the story of what it means to you, that it doesn't have to mean anything more than a signpost. It doesn't have to mean anything more than the pain you feel when you touch a hot stove. It's just showing you where there is something that is looking for your attention. It's looking for you to notice. Yeah, then we're just noticing. We're just noticing 
our own behavior. Just really leaning into this transmission with me as I sit here in the discomfort with you, having not figured everything out, also on the path, just sensing how there is so much more richness, there's so much more aliveness, there's so much more pleasure and satisfaction available when we invite in the fullness of our authentic selves. And the only way for the fullness of who we are to become so expressed is if we take the time and do the uncomfortable work of recognizing all of the times in which we have not been that full, authentic expression. I know for myself, this is where divination comes in. This is where I lean on my practices, where I lean on the breath, where I lean on magic, where I lean on my cards, where I lean on solitude and time on the land to listen where I lean on quiet and taking in the bird song, taking in the grass, taking in the spiders that keep showing up without reacting and holding compassion for myself when I don't do it perfectly because this isn't about perfection. Right, this whole healing thing, this whole empowerment process, this whole removing the illusions or rather accepting the illusions and recognizing that it's here for us to play with. It's all here for us to explore. And that shame or judgment or perfectionism solve nothing. They help no one. And in fact, perfectionism is an illness. It is an unwell root in our culture that has been formed through capitalism, through white supremacy, through the patriarchy. If we are all collectively, you and I, the 99%, if we are all collectively so wound up and anxious and bound up and distracted by our lack of perfection, then we're not worrying about what's happening externally. We're not worrying about the 1%. We're not worrying about the environment. We're not worrying about anything else. We're not giving any energy or attention to what we need and could be looking at. I'm going to take should out of my language. I'm actually going to take need out of my language. I'm going to reframe all of that. That too is a symptom of the overculture and hierarchical thinking. And I don't want any piece of that. 
Power over is fucked up. I'm just gonna say that. And I'm, I'm really not attracted to it. I'm attracted to power with. I'm attracted to being invited in. Invited in through the magnetic, through great mystery, through pleasure. Being invited in to all of the potential and the possibilities that are actively awaiting us. When we decide, when we choose to step into our own authenticity, our own power, our own ability to choose to have choice, when we fully step in to what our soul embodied in to these bodies for in the first place, we all came in with a mission. We all came in to accomplish a certain set of things, to experience a certain set of things, to feel. And perfectionism is just one of a multitude of cultural imprints that keep us from that authenticity. And so let's pull a card. Let's pull a card to help us, help us complete this, help us to lean in to the discomfort of looking at obligation, to lean into the discomfort of this word domestication. And we received the Ten of Swords. This juices me up so much, this card. <laughs> I love this. The 10 is all about completion. The 10 is all about simply making the choice. This being is on their knees, surrounded by these swords, which are all representative of obligations, of relationships that no longer fit, of work that no longer fits, of choices, of reactions that no longer serve. And yet we can see it from the outside. All they need to do is stand up and walk around. And there's this party happening. There is life happening. Once we step out of obligation, there is spaciousness happening. Once we step out of these socialized, normalized ways that we have been told we must behave in order to be good or lovable or right. And they're simply not true. I'm not gonna lie to you. When you begin to step into your full healing process, when you begin to step fully in to doing this unraveling, of your domestication, this unraveling process of who you have been conditioned to be rather than who you actually are. There is a period of discomfort. There is a period that feels a bit chaotic, that feels a bit like this. Some people refer to it as the dark night of the soul. There are these times that arrive where we begin to feel the dissonance that we 
hold with certain relationships, with certain activities, with certain work. And it becomes more uncomfortable to continue the old ways of being than to step into the new, more aligned way of being, to step into your unique thread in the dream weave, to step into your own rhythm, your own frequency. There is a period of adjustment. And it is this period that I feel often discourages people from taking these first steps, from taking these first moments of inquiry to lean in to exploring why their lives feel perhaps less satisfying or hollow or anxious or just quite frankly, purely unsatisfied. That's what I felt in my life 15 years ago. I felt just unsatisfied. I did everything right. I followed the program. I did what I had been trained to do. I got the college degree. I got married young. I had the two kids. I did the stay-at-home mom thing. I did the support the partner thing. I did everything right. I followed the American dream. And I had the debt to prove it. And I still wasn't satisfied. I still felt this hunger, this longing inside of myself. And I couldn't understand it. What was wrong with me? That is immediately where my conditioning and my domestication led my brain. What is wrong with me that I am not happy and satisfied when I have everything that I was told would make me happy and satisfied? What is wrong with me? And after really sitting with and looking at and feeling into and visiting healers and doing my work, I realized there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. We are living in an unwell system. We are simply experiencing the poor choices of our forebears of our ancestors. We've made it through enough generations that these poor choices, these empire choices have become normalized and we have stopped questioning. We have stopped reinventing ourselves. The system that's in place can only operate if it continues to have fresh blood and new generations who just step in and fill the cogs in the wheel so that it can continue to grow and expand without taking into account extraction, without taking into account resources, without taking into account how these actions and these behaviors affect the human beings that are actually doing the work. And I believe in the last two years of the pandemic, many of us got a taste of what true rest feels like, of what being in our own biorhythms feels like. We got a break from the incense, incessant push 
of capitalism and expansion. We actually got to feel into great mystery, into the contraction, into rest, into being rather than doing. And so it's brought a lot up in the field. It's brought a lot to the surface for all of us to look at, to feel into, to be with. Hmm. And so here we are, my friends. Here we are, this first live of this commitment that I am making on behalf of the collective to offer what is moving through my channel, to offer these edges and these curiosities. And so I invite you, please let me know. Please let me know in the comments. Please let me know in future posts. Please heart if you're feeling this pulse. Let me know what, what comes up for you this week as you feel into this concept of domestication and obligation and commitment. And let me know what feels present for you. Let me know how the Ten of Swords shows up for you in your life. Are you ready to let go? Are you ready to let go of reaction and obligation and actually be fully present and fully with your experience and feeling your way through your life and learning how to trust yourself and trust your body and trust your own intuition? Does that feel exciting to you? It feels fucking exciting to me. <laughs> I'm ready. I am ready for this. I am ready to do this work. And I'm so delighted and excited to do this work with you. And so in, in response to this, this new commitment, I am giving away some prizes over the next few weeks. So if you do want to comment, if you do want to like, if you do want to share, Hmm. I am going to be giving away my new product, Wild Magic Pussy Butter. This is a decadent adornment for any humans who have pussies and would like to begin creating rituals in self-love, in connecting with themselves. It's also a healing balm and an herbal medicine to support you if you have any perimenopausal conditions or any conditions that make owning and having and enjoying a pussy uncomfortable. This is magic in a golden tin just for you. And I'm also going to be giving away a reading in the course of the next four weeks. So please continue to step into these lives. Or if you're watching the replay, I'm so grateful to have you. Please like, please comment. And I am going to pick one person randomly at each live to receive one of these prizes. So thank you so much for your precious, precious time and energy and attention. 
You could literally be anywhere doing anything, listening to anyone, and you chose to share some of your precious energy with me and to become more intimate with me and my work. And I don't take that lightly. So thank you so much. Really, really holding gratitude. And I am praying that we can continue to meet and feel into this discomfort and learn together how to step more fully into our own powerful and authentic selves as we burn down our programming and conditioning together. This feels like the completion of this transmission. Thank you so, so much. Unless anyone has any questions they would like to pop into the chat, I will be signing off here in just a moment. So grateful to have you all here. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Wildly Tarot. If you are curious about me and my work, please visit my website at wildlytarot.com. You can also find me on all your favorite social media spaces at Wildly Tarot. I offer a variety of magical services, including one-on-one sessions, if you feel called to work with me. Also, if these messages serve you, please consider leaving me a review. Five stars and some honest words help others to find these messages to support them. It also really encourages me to continue offering this free content. Thank you so much for being part of the Joywork Collective.